0: Soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleeppod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleeppod today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 276. Let me ask you a question. What's got you fired up right now? Hopefully this.
1: Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host. He thinks really soft couches that make you fall asleep are evil.
0: Pat Flynn. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me today in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Before we move on to today's guest and why I'm just so inspired by this person, I wanted to just thank all the brand new students to my course, Power Up Podcasting, which many of you know that I've been uh, launching over the past couple weeks. We just closed the cart on Monday, and so you cannot get in right now, but you still can sign up for the waitlist for the next open enrollment period, which you can do at poweruppodcasting.com. Now, today's guest, I only met a couple months ago which for those of you who know about how I plan my editorial calendar, we typically plan, especially for the podcast, four to six months ahead. It really helps with planning for the guests and scheduling and if anything kind of gets mixed up, it just we have some time. Well, I only met this person a couple months ago and we squeezed him in here in the editorial calendar. We pushed things aside because he just inspired me so much. Born in 1955, he is one of the top 10 motivational speakers he is an author of over 30 books, CEO of several companies on the board of governors and the National Advisory Board for Operation uh, Kids and just the list goes on and on. He's written Chicken Soup for the Soul. He's written Billboard top hits in country music. He's been to space. Like what? And so when I was at this event, it was called Advance Your Reach by uh, put on by a guy named Pete Vargas who I'm, I've become pretty close friends with recently. Uh, I, I met Dan Clark there. In his presence, you can just tell when he steps into a room or where, when he starts to talk that he just commands this attention and not in a, hey, look how much better I am than you. Not I didn't get that at all, but more of a, wow, here's somebody who really wants to help people and who is a great storyteller. You'll hear that throughout this episode, but also with a lot of great advice and wisdom through his experience in life. He also played football. He was, you know, Air Force, just what? So many things, And my encounter with Dan Clark came at a perfect time because coming into this event, I really thought a lot about my legacy and the significance that I would want to have on the lives of others, especially as I grow older. And it just made me realize that I have so many more things to accomplish in my life. And it makes me remember when I read Benjamin Franklin's biography and through the first 50 pages was already through the age of 40 for him. And the other 550 pages of this book were the rest of his life and all that he accomplished then. And so, Dan, I'm really thankful for your time, and I'm super stoked to introduce you to the SPI audience. Guys, this is Dan Clark from danclark.com. Here we go. Hey, SPI. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to welcome Dan Clark on the show today. I met Dan very recently at an event and he just struck me as somebody who is so fascinating and we're going to get into his story and you'll see why he's so fascinating in just a sec. But Dan, thank you so much for taking the time today. I appreciate you.
1: Oh, thanks Mr. Flynn. I appreciate you. I uh, I had you on my radio show. You know, on voiceamerica.com, the influencer's channel and I'm getting so much response from people who are so inspired by you and your vision and your ability to communicate that vision. So thank you so much. It's an honor to hang out with you again.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> my, I mean, I feel like it's three times in a month, essentially, with one one live and twice here online now. It's just a blessing because you have so much going on. I mean, I, what, what when uh, at the event, people were talking about all that you've accomplished in your life so far, and there's, I know, so much more. I mean, you are rated as one of the top 10 speakers in the world. I don't even know how that works. I want to I want to learn more about that in a second. You're an author, <laughs> you're a CEO, um, you're on the National Advisory Board for Operation Kids, which is so meaningful to me. Um, I mean, you've authored 21 books, uh, one of them being one of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. You've been on Oprah and the Glenn Beck Show and Adam Carolla. You've written a song that I think was in the top 10 billboards. I mean, it's just oh my gosh, Dan, like how, like people would be so happy to do even just one of those things in their lives. And you're doing so much. Like, I would love to know from you and your words, what, what drives you to do all this work? You
1: know, you always, you, you ask such compelling questions, brother. You know, maybe I can just remind your listeners, which I remind everyone in my speeches. I speak still 150 times a year spoken in 61 countries so far, 5,500 stages. And I always remind everybody that, that the key is to get back to basics, to continuously be brilliant at the basics. And I think that's what you taught me in the few minutes that we first met and then the hours that we spent together shooting the bull and philosophizing about life. Mm-hmm. Because I would suspect that in a, as a trained architect, Pat, correct me if I'm wrong, but it would seem to me It would seem to me that regardless of the building you're designing, regardless of the structure, there are certain laws and certain algorithms and certain tools and processes and rules that you must follow in order to design that building and make it structurally sound and put all the, all the corners in the right places and all the, the beams in the right rooms And so often we forget that life is simple instead of complicated. And so, as I share with my audiences, we become the average of the five people we associate with the most. Which means if you hang around with five broke people, you're gonna become the sixth. And if you hang around with five negative whining people, you're gonna become the sixth. So the way we accomplish more than most is to just choose our friends and associations more wisely. And, you know, I love analogies when you put a hard to catch horse in the same field with an easy to catch horse. Most of the time you end up with two hard to catch horses. Mm. When you put a healthy child in the same room with a sick child, most of the time you end up with two sick children. So moral of the story to be disciplined, healthy and significant. We must be willing to pay any price and travel any distance to associate with extraordinary and the discipline, healthy and significant individuals. Not just belly to belly, Pat, but like we were in Colorado Springs, but online tuning into your your, your podcast and your, your blog. And so what happened to me in a nutshell is I realized that I was hanging around with the wrong people. I was hanging around with people who just got by. I was hanging around with people in high school and college who thought it was more important to be popular at the moment than respected for a lifetime. I was hanging around with guys who thought all they needed to do was make enough money to pay for their rent and play video games, and go out on the weekends. I was hanging around with people who thought that they didn't have to follow a routine or stay in a disciplined environment. And from my perspective, I'm 60 years of age, the national statistics indicate that the average person from the millennial, I mean, from the uh, baby boomers, the tail end of the baby boomers, which I am, the average male will change jobs seven times. And yet they say that the average millennial, your generation Pat will change jobs 17 times. Mm. And I have a problem with that. I have a major challenge with that because I played football for 13 years and regardless of our age, you have certain out of bounds lines, you have certain rules and you have certain guarantees. You go 10 yards on a football field, you get an automatic first down, regardless of your gender, regardless of your age, regardless of your education. And so in my mind, there are certain fundamental principles. And as I call them in my book, The Art of Significance, certain fundamental highest laws of the universe that simplify our opportunities to make our dreams come true. And it wasn't until I had a serious accident playing football that I woke up to the fact that I better start thinking bigger and I better start hanging around with different people if I'm ever gonna become the best that I can be. Long answer to your simple question, but I hope I made my point clear that there are certain things that never change. And as an architect, I I would hope that you'd back me up on that.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, Yeah, there's certain fundamental truths that we have got to become experts in if we want to eliminate chance and mitigate, you know, risk and, and almost guarantee our success. And that's what I love to talk about. And that's what you and I talked about, you know, off the air and in person.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating conversations. I'd love to dig deeper into that in terms of those laws of the universe, as you said, in those fundamental truths, what, what, but besides, you know, who it is that we hang out with, what are some other things that people can probably resonate with in terms of, you know, what, what it is that they're struggling with versus where they want to go?
1: Well, adversity introduces us to ourselves. Uh, Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, he reminded us that good is the enemy of great. If you have a good relationship sometimes we're not willing to pay the price to have a great relationship. Mm. If you have a good job, sometimes we're not willing to pay the price to have a great job. We become so complacent. And one of the experiences that I had in my life that really illuminated this, this anti-complacency attitude was back in high school, I was the state golden gloves, boxing champion and my hero has always been Muhammad Ali. And in 1988, I was speaking at St. Andrews University in Berrien Springs, Michigan, and I'd finished speaking to the student body, and I'm in the union building doing a book signing. And these two guys go walking by, and I overhear them that Muhammad Ali had been on campus. I stopped in my tracks. I'm like, are you serious? And they said, no problem. You know, he lives here. He comes to campus every day. So as soon as I finished my obligation and my book signing, I asked the student body president who brought me in. I said, do you know where Mohammed lives? He goes, well, yeah, why? I said, do you own a camera? And he goes, why? You think you're going to go to his house? I'm like, absolutely. So he invited two of his friends. The four of us hop in his car, and we go to the outskirts of town, and we get to Mohammed's house, and the gates aren't locked, and they're not closed, and it didn't say no trespassing. It said welcome. Welcome. So I said, "You guys come in." They said, "No." And I walk, got out of the car and I wandered down this circular driveway. Knocked on his door. His wife answers. It's so comical to me now. She says to me, "I help you." I'm like, "Yes, yeah. Mohammed." And she goes, "Yeah." Can I tell him who's calling? I'm like, "Yeah, Dan." <laughs> she says, "Just a minute." She goes and gets him. He comes to the door. The six foot three, two hundred twenty five pound larger than life hero of mine with his low breathy voice. He goes, how you doing? Do you, you know, you want to come in? I'm like, well, I'm here with three other guys. Do you mind if I invite them? He goes, no problem. I whistle. These guys can't believe it. They sprint to the door. He invites us into his home and we're the house guests of Muhammad Ali for five hours watching his greatest fights on big screen TV. And he's feeding us and he's doing magic. This is 1988 before his Parkinson set in. So he's funny. He's engaging. He's articulate. He's brilliant. And at the end of our five hours, he puts his big old hand around my shoulder and he says, Danny, do you have any questions? And I said, yeah, yeah, champ, you're three-time world champion, which means you got defeated by, by inferior opponents twice. Why? Mm. And I'll never forget his answer. He said, because I forgot about being brilliant at the basics. He said, once the fight starts. You no longer hold the title. You've put it up for grabs and you must fight as hard as you did the first time you won it to win it back. And how many of us who are involved in entrepreneurial endeavors, how many of us who are sales professionals, how many of us in any industry or any aspect of our lives, because we associate with the wrong people who think good is good enough or great and they don't realize great is not good enough, they, they, they focus in on being best instead of being right, instead of being all that they were born to be, and we're all guilty, what happens if we if we realize that the idea is to become brilliant at the basics? And so every day we look at it as a brand new fight. Every time we wake up, it's like climbing into the ring. And we better fight as hard today as we did yesterday with the reality that, if we're not training and pushing, pushing ourselves to ultimate capacity and potential as human being, someone else, somewhere else is. And when we meet him, he will win. So I am so fascinated by the basics and by that unchangeable laws of the universe that will guarantee our success if we just take the time to learn them and then have the discipline to obey them.
0: You know, there's a lot of things that seem to be working against us, Dan, and that's not just people who are with, but it's the economy, it's politics, there's just so many external things that can affect our internal brain that leads to fear, that leads to procrastination, that leads to, like you said, this complacency. How would you help somebody through just the pain and the emotion that comes with the fear that comes before trying something new, because I think my audience especially, I mean, they're they're action takers, they're go getters, but oftentimes when getting or trying to achieve what they're trying to achieve, they're met with these brick walls that honestly that they don't have control over of. And so a lot of them, um, you know, go back to their comfort zone, you know, that security blanket. How do you step over those fears and, and into the the, you know, the world of significance and and, and betterment in your life?
1: Okay, so you brought up the word significance. The name of my book, The Art of Significance: Achieving a Level Beyond Success, can be capsulized in a in a in a quick experience conversation that I had with one of my teammates. I played football for 13 years, and I was paralyzed in a tackling drill. 16 doctors told me I'd never get better. And as I started to get better, I was asked to speak. That's why I became a professional speaker, New York Times bestselling author, hit songwriter. And one of my teammates was drafted into the national football league in the second round by the Philadelphia Eagles. After two years in the NFL playing at an amazing level, he's traded to my Oakland Raiders. After four years in the league at a pro bowl status, one day he walks out of practice, quits, never to play again. Why? He loved being a football player, but he hated playing football. He got what he wanted, but he hated what he got. He loved the celebrity perks. He loved the fame and fortune that allowed him to live this life we call successful, that all of your listeners, that every one of us are somehow seeking. But because his inner voice and his true purpose in life was misaligned with who he was and what he was what he was doing, how he was spending his life, mm-hmm. he would never enjoy this life of significance and he would die with his music still in him. That's what's happening to so many of us is we think we're we're striving to get what we think we want at the moment. And when we finally achieve it, money, fame, fortune, whatever the case may be, power, authority, a job title, cool car, beautiful house. Once we achieve it, we realize that there's something more. There's something missing. And the only way, Pat, that we can guarantee that we will continuously progress, and become better today than we were yesterday is if we get back to basics and understand the fundamental laws of the universe. So this is the answer to your question. I hope your listeners pull out a pad, pull out a piece of paper and take notes because it's so simple when we understand how the or how the, the uh, universe has been organized. So the, I went up into space. I mean, I don't want to just flippantly
0: go there bad segue <laughs> in our interview. <laughs> yeah, October, Dan is an astronaut, October, by the way.
1: Yeah, but by, on October 23rd, 2010, I had a chance to sort of the edge of space in a U2 reconnaissance plane, and it's a classified mission, so I I can only tell your listeners. At 70,000 feet above the Earth's surface, you see two thirds of the state of California. 80,000 feet above, you see uh, mapped out of America. And at 90,000 feet above the Earth's surface, you actually you're sitting there in the sounds of silence, looking at the curvature of the Earth. Gazing into the endless blackness of space, pondering eternity, and at 90,000 feet, you actually believe that you can reach out and touch the face of God. it, It blew my mind and changed my perspective forever. And when we landed, Pat, what occurred to me is that everything we can take with us when we die, I had a board with me on that aircraft. That it's no longer my air, it's our air. It's no longer my water, it's our water. That it's an interconnected, the earth, Mother Earth is an interconnected, interdependent sphere of human beings, all part of the family of man, just trying to make it. Trying to support each other and make sure we become better today than we were yesterday so we don't die with our music still in us. And the single most important lesson I learned up there, brother, I'm, I'm I'm talking, I had some... I had some deep thoughts like, are we more than mere mortal beings living on a small planet for a short season? What do I believe? What does anybody believe? What is it really all about? And what occurred to me, my friend, is that when we die, the single most important thing we need to know for a surety is that our lives mattered, that we made a difference, that we became everything we were born to be and didn't live somebody else's life. Growing up, my dad always said, be, be you the best you can be because you, you're you going to make a lousy somebody else. And so if we're serious about, about, about refusing to waste time, and I love quotes, today you've never been this old before, <laughs> mm-hmm. and today you'll never be this young again. So right now and every right now matters, no matter what your past has been, you have a spotless future which means no, you you can't always control what happens, but you can always control what happens next. I hope your listeners are with me. I I live my life with a sense of urgency. If you want to accomplish more, do you realize all we have to do is wake up one hour earlier every single day for a year, and we've added seven and a half days to our working life. I've written 34 books. I know you got that off my my website, the 21 books, Pat. I'm not throwing you under the bus. (laughs) But I've written 34 books. I'm a New York Times best-selling author. I've got gold records in country music. Yeah, I had a top five and I had a top top ten song. And 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 I still speak you know 150 times a year. And I have a beautiful family. And I'm a family man. And I'm really involved in charitable causes and raise millions of dollars a year for my favorite charities. And some people that sounds so arrogant. But some people go, well, how can you do that? Well, when I get on an airplane, I don't watch movies. I read, I study, I write. I always get a window seat, fly first class. I always get a window seat. It's where I've written most of my books on the road and most of my songs on the road. I wake up earlier than anybody I know, and I stay up later than anybody I know. I put a recording studio in my house so I could do the family thing. You and I have related it being the best dad we can be. I know how much you love and adore your family. Well, growing up, my kids, I did my kid thing, my, my father deal. I did my spouse thing, and after everybody's asleep, I would sneak downstairs and I would crank on my my recording studio and I triple insulated my house so my lousy voice and poor guitar playing wouldn't drive the neighbors nuts (laughs) and I would do my thing and eventually after a few hundred songs you write a hit song you just keep rolling so the listeners here we all need to understand that you can do whatever you want to do and here is the fundamental understanding of the universe the universe was organized by a set of laws. I saw that in space, I guarantee it's the truth, which means that for every law that we obey, we can almost guarantee that we will will reap a specific reward attached to that law. And when we disobey a specific law, we can almost guarantee that we will suffer a consequence attached to that specific law. And because of that, uh, the highest law of the universe, this is all discussed in my first chapter and my orientation, my, my forward of my book, The Art of Significance, and then I talk about the law number one of the universe. The highest law of the universe is obedience. Practice obedience beyond free will agency. So stick with me here. If the the, the highest law of the universe is obedience, and it is. We have been given our free will agency to test our obedience. We can choose the left, we can choose the right. And to guarantee that our free will agency will always be in play, there is an opposition in all things. In order for us to appreciate the the light, we have darkness. In order for us to appreciate health, we have sickness. In order for us to appreciate uh, mercy, we have to have justice. In order for us to appreciate the sanctity of life, we have death. There is an opposition in all things. And because because choosing to obey is always a tough assignment, every single human being born into this world was born with a conscience. And if you don't believe me, ask any teenager, if you had you for a child, would you be nervous? And they all get that sheepish grin and like, oh, my gosh, I wouldn't even let me go out. I would, have been, I would have been grounded since I was DNA. We all inherently know good from evil, right from wrong. So if every person born in this world is born with a conscience, it means our conscience will never fail us. Only our desire to follow it decreases as we continue to do the wrong thing. Classic example, if you and I and every one of your listeners walk into a giant ballroom one day and the ballroom stinks so badly that our eyes start to water, our noses start to bleed, our ears start to ring. If we stay in that stinky repulsive ballroom for five minutes, suddenly it doesn't stink anymore. It's become the new normal. We have become desensitized to that smell. And that's what's happening in our society, in the show, the movies that we watch, the music we listen to, the TV shows we hunker down in a blanket to watch at night. We are allowing ourselves to be desensitized to the the, the 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 realities of the universe, and some people start classifying them as old fashioned, as old school, as Saturday's news. And I'm saying back to the football analogy: regardless of your age, regardless of how many years you've been playing football, regardless if it's 2017 or 1965. The football field is still the same length. It's still the same width. We have the same rules. You go 10 yards, you're guaranteed a touchdown. You score that, that you go across the end zone line and you get six points and you kick a field goal. You get three. The rules, certain rules have never changed in our life. So here's how we ap- apply this understanding of the basic highest laws of the universe that I just explained in a very simple form. I use what I call the parable of the kite. And here's the practical application of it. Here's where your listeners can actually start doing something with what we're talking about. The second we go off the air, the second they stop reading, the second they stop listening. The parable of the kite is simple, Pat, a father, and you'll relate to this. A father's out in a park one beautiful Saturday flying a kite with his little boy. And the dad says to his son, what holds the kite up in the sky? And his little boy says, the wind. And his dad says, no, the wind doesn't hold the kite up. The string does. Confused, his little boy says, daddy, the string doesn't hold the kite up. The string holds the kite down. And his dad smiles and says, if you think so, let go of the string. So his little guy lets go of the string. And sure enough, the wind blows his kite away. And frantically, his little boy is chasing the string all over the park. He finally catches it. He finally steps on it. He finally holds tightly again to the string, which allows the kite to once again climb back up into that blue cloudless windy sky and become a kite. What it was meant to be. Now let's break it down. The kite is our dreams. The kite is our goals. The kite is our desired outcome the kite is what we want to do. It's our five-year plan. It's our one-year plan. It's our five-day plan. Our kite represents our desired results. The wind represents the opposition in all things. And you already touched on that, my friend. The opposition as an entrepreneur could be undercapitalization. It could be negative comments from your family members with no support. Oh, you know, go get a real job. You'll never make your dream come true. Quit taking a chance. The opposition in all things is the weather. It's the climate. It's the lack of education. It's all these things that we can actually add to our list of fears. Uh, that could never happen to me. Well, I don't know enough yet. Well, I don't have enough money in the bank. Well, I don't have this. I don't have that. The opposition in all things is the lame thought that if I can just get married, I'll be happy. No, if you're not happy single, you'll never be happy married. If I can just get the job of my dreams instead of the job that's left over, I'll be happy. We're always trying to live in the future because sometimes our present sucks. We can make a list of the opposition in all things, the wind. Here's the kicker, my friend. The string, the kite string represents every rule, every governing principle, and every single one of these 12 highest universal laws of life-changing leadership that we are required to follow and obey if we want to control our dream, control our goals, turn our dreams into reality, and actually almost guarantee our desired re- results, our, our, our projected outcome. Now, when the little kid lets go of a string, that represents his disobedience, succumbing to the temptations of the world. Hanging out with the right friends who say, let go of the string. You don't have to go early and stay late. Let's go to the club after work. Oh, let's play golf with the same guys instead of figuring out ways to use our amazing golf ability to generate more clients and, 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 and bring more people into our pipeline of the sales process. The whispering in the ear, let go of the string represents every single negative influence in our lives, and we have them which come in the form of media, wrong music, wrong television shows, whatever's desensitizing us to the fact that we are creating new normals based on a lower sense of what's right and wrong. The little kid lets go of the string and that represents his disobedience. Him chasing the string represents that his conscience has suddenly kicked in and he's realizing he should have never disobeyed. He should have never let go of the string. The real good news is no matter how many times we've let go of the string in our relationships, in our finances, in our jobs, we can still catch the string. No matter what our past has been, we have a spotless future. Remember what I said in the the little trifecta of quotes that I whipped off a while ago. When the little kid catches the string and recommits to holding tightly to the string, he's recommitting to obeying the rules, the governing principles, and the 12 highest universal laws of life-changing leadership because he sees the exact real-time benefit and now and only now and only then can he control his kite against the winds of change, against the opposition and all things. And then here's the philosophical moral of the story. When he was in the park at first flying the kite, he was obeying his dad. Hold tightly to the kite, son hold tightly the kite. How many times do we work and we only obey the higher laws when our manager or our leader's in the room? How many times do we walk on higher ground only when our, our preacher, our bishop, our rabbi is in the room? How many times do we only obey the highest laws and and, 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 and character count when someone's watching? What about the times when no one's watching? And so now that the little kid has learned that he's not supposed to obey his dad, I go the string, was kind of obeying his dad. Now he realizes that the goal in life is to obey the highest law, regardless of who said it. When your kids get older, Pat, you're gonna realize this. I have one son and three daughters. I can't tell you the times, the many times that I've had my daughter say, Dad, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Your timing sucks. <laughs> And I would say, wait a minute, don't drag me into this conversation. We're talking about a higher principle here. We're talking about a higher universal law. It's not my law. I'm just the messenger. We're sitting on the same side of my desk in my library. We're sitting on the same side of your bed in your bedroom. We're sitting on the same side of the issue and we're looking at it together. Don't put me in the middle of it. At some point, the little kid realizes that he's not obeying his dad. But because the kid is now obeying a higher law and understands how the universe is is, is operational and because his dad is obeying the same law, he has love and respect for his dad. But he doesn't do it because his dad expects it. He does it because he expects it. And that's parenting 101. We want our children to make the right decisions when we're not around. Mm -hmm. It's coaching 101. We want our players to make the right decisions when we're not around. It's, It's just life 101. Now here's the here's the practical application for your for your listeners, brother. Based on the parable of a kite, all we have to do is make a list of the the desired results that we want. All we have to do is fill in the blank. What is our kite? What is our kite? What is the desired result? If it's enduring happiness, you, you find your calling. You find your why. Let's play this game. If you want a healthy, forever marriage, if that's your desired result. What could be the string? What are the specific rules and laws that you obey? Well, total honesty, total fidelity, unconditional support, daily efforts to make the marriage work, positive attitude, clear communication, first to understand, then to be understood, unconditional love, to always put the other person first and then create laughter and fun by always having an official date night one evening each week. You and your bride, Pat, just attended a friend's wedding you had loved ones step in to tend your beautiful children, and you had the time of your life taking your your love and respect and appreciation for your spouse, your beautiful wife to another level. Mm-hmm. There okay. are certain rules that we need to follow that guarantee that. If you want to be an entrepreneurial business success, what are what's on your string? Well live on the edge of where effective businesses and consumers meet. Plan for opportunities by continually looking for a specific need to fill, finding new customers in a better, faster, smoother, effective, and efficient way of doing business. Engage helpful mentors and partners. You see, I've got lists in my book that I was just whipping off. That didn't come off the top of my head. We can actually itemize the rules, the governing principles, and the laws we must follow to guarantee whatever it is we want in our life. So when your listeners hang up, they can say, wait a minute, if my relationship's going south right now, why? If I'm an alcoholic right now, if I'm doing drugs, if I'm addicted to opiates right now, how do I fix it? Without having friends and family create an intervention, what do I need to do to catch the string again and to recommit to obeying the laws, knowing that wickedness never was happiness? We have got to figure out a way to stop allowing our friends, and our environment to desensitize us to what it is that we really want to accomplish before we die. That was a long answer, brother. I'm sorry, but man, am I passionate about understanding the simplicity of how our world is, 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 is set up and how if we just follow the rules, just like we do in a game, we won't be penalized and we increase our chances of winning.
0: Well, please don't apologize, Dan. I mean, that was a fantastic answer. And I, I just wanted you to keep talking because what's coming out is, is fantastic. And so thank you so much for that. And, you know, I had initially mentioned when we first got together here on this recording, you know, that you were a top 10 speaker in the world. And I was going to dive into that a little bit and understand more of what that meant. But I think the people who are listening to this can easily understand why. And, you could tell. Based. That's funny.
1: You know, it's, it's legit. <laughs> Anybody can put whatever they want on their website. And I, I, I take, I take, I take issue with that. So I'm so glad you asked me back in 1999, there was an organization called Achievers Global. And over the course of about a 20 year period of time, they hired the top 250 speakers in the world. The Zig Ziglar's, the Dr. Norman Vincent Peels, the mm-hmm. Jim Rohn's, you know, the Les Brown, blah, blah, blah. And from that list, I was named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. And then in 2015, the premier organization that allows us as speakers to book speeches to interact with clients online, it's called eSpeakers.com. Out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of speakers and thousands of speeches that they booked through their online system, they selected me as one of the top ten motivational speakers in the world, so I take a lot of pride in those in that title, and I don't want someone to think I just stuck it on my website like a lot of folks do. That just gags me with the Toyota. Yeah. That's wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that, I mean, that's not why I was bringing it up, Dan. I was bringing it up because you know it's it's it's, and I saw you at this event, and um, although you didn't really speak on stage at the time, whenever you had the microphone. You're being so helpful for others, and you were sharing these amazing stories just like you did with us today. I think it's very obvious why you were selected um, because you just you tell it like like it is in a very memorable way. And so I want to thank you for that. Um, you've done. Well, you know, one thing that you're just to interrupt you for one second, your
1: reputation, Pat, around everyone is that you're the same on blog, on camera, online as you are offline. And I take a lot of pride in that. It's an honor to be on your show. I want people to join my community of significance. How would you recommend online in front of your world that they would keep in touch with me? Do I just give them my website, danclark.com? What would be the very best way for me to get your listeners to join my tribe with the belief that we become the average of the five people we associate with the most, because hopefully what they just caught from my parable of the, of the kite is why you're so popular, Pat. And that is, you don't just talk about business. You talk about things that affect people's personal lives. You talk about how to take our lives, our days, our jobs to the next level and, I I just am fascinated by you and and that. So teach, use me as an example to teach your people of how we can communicate and keep in touch at a deeper and more long lasting way.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think danclark.com would be the best way to go. And also I'm gonna definitely drop in a book, uh, a link to your uh, most recent, it it is your most recent book, right? The Art of Significance. Yep, I've,
1: I've created a whole leadership experience that will be available online just in the next couple of weeks. So you can hear me tell these stories again and then participate in an interactive way to learn all 12 laws. You know, law number two, exercise perseverance beyond patience. And we've all been raised to believe that patience is a virtue. No, it's not. Patience allows us to never begin. Hmm. Patience allows us to mindlessly wait our turn thinking that this is meant to be. You know, this is the hand I've been dealt. This is the cross I must bear. It's meant to be. No, no, no. What we need is perseverance, which is patience with a purpose. So we proactively take our turn because we know why we should. So the 12 laws really illuminate everything that we're about. And I guarantee that they go deeper than any other leadership or self-development program that anyone's ever, uh, ever, ever subscribed to. So I hope people will actually go on DanClark.com and click on receive free gifts and training and let's get it rolling. Uh, How Keep, keep asking me a, ask me another question, man. I, 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 I don't want this to end. I want, I want to keep talking. I, I almost need to hop on a plane and fly to San Diego and say, come on, keep teaching me, brother.
0: Well, I hope we can do that sometime and, and hang out while, while we're here and uh, maybe do it in front of an audience at some time. That'd be a lot of fun. But anyway, make sure you go to danclark.com. There's a blue button that says receive free gifts and training from Dan. That's what Dan's talking about. So make sure you head over, over there. Um, I got one more question for you, Dan, before we finish up, and that's related to all these amazing things that you've done in your life and the opportunities that came about uh, in terms of how those were created. I mean, I'm just so inspired by everything that you've done and the impact that you're making and literally the significance that you're having on uh, on your family, on me, on other people, and in this world—that's that's definitely what I want to do when I'm uh, your age. as well. When I want to have that kind of significance. You in the almost world.
1: said when you're old like me. <laughs> I'm glad you stopped. <laughs> I know,
0: man. <laughs> um, these opportunities that have come your way—from writing for Chicken Soup for the Soul to writing this music to going to space and you know playing football—like, are there any laws that go along with the? like creating these opportunities or grasping onto them as they come your way? Like, I feel like a lot of us might feel like, well, we don't have any opportunities. How did you create your opportunities?
1: You don't do it by staying inside and sitting at a computer. What we've got to do is remember that we are social beings. And things happen for a reason, but it's our responsibility to determine what that reason is. So people who sit around all day wondering if the glass is half empty or half full, they've missed the point. It's refillable (laughs) Mm -hmm. thinking positively or thinking negatively doesn't fill up the glass. The pouring does. And I love quotes. It's easier to act your way into positive thinking than it is to think your way into positive action. It's not the sugar that makes the tea sweet. It's the stirring. It's the process. So what I would do is I would find out whoever your listeners live, I would find out Every single, there's got to be a list somewhere, every single charitable event that's being held. It could be, you know, a, a run, a 5K for breast cancer awareness. It could be for the Diabetes Association. It could be for arthritis. It could be for the Humane Society. we got to love our pets. It could be, it doesn't matter. Find out where these charitable events are being held. Find out what you can do. If you don't have any money to buy a table and get your friends and associates to go in on it with you, figure out a way to volunteer and participate so that you show up at these events that you allow – Other people, you showcase your talents, your character, your passion, your creativity, your imagination, your love of life, your love of service before self. You get a chance to showcase those intangible qualities of success that make everybody leave us saying, I like me best and I'm with you. I want to see you again. In my mind, the purpose of every relationship, personal and professional, is to have people leave us saying, I like me best and I'm with you. I want to see you again. That's not too tough. Because when we serve others and look at life as a bank, and we understand that in a bank or in a credit union situation, you deposit, you deposit, you deposit. And when it comes time to withdraw, you prove to yourself the wealth flows through you, not to you. You can get anything in this life that you want if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. So the equation is give, 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 then ask, give, 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 then take, give, 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 then sell, whatever the case may be. And as we wind down our time, how about another quote? The definition of sales is the transference of trust, which means with the law of attraction, we attract what we believe we deserve in personal relationships, in a job and whatever. And if you don't like what you're attracting, change what's attracting it by being more honest, trustworthy so that people know that you're predictable. This is what you're going to be like. This is the honesty that you bring to every conversation. And suddenly when you make a commitment to go out into the public and get involved in service before self, you're going, I I can guarantee you, I will bank, I, I will bet my house on this statement, brother, that if your listeners will just trust me and they will start, focusing in on others before they focus on themselves, they'll find ways to serve others. It will ignite in them a higher sense of awareness where their entrepreneurial dreams will, will come to fruition and they will naturally attract other people into their world who want to help them prove to themselves that wealth flows through you, not to you with the attitude that when the water in the lake goes up, all the boats rise together everything I've been able to accomplish is because of some network. And if you analyze the top sales companies in the world, and we're all in the the sales business, you know, unless a sale takes place, there's no, there's no business. The people I've interviewed and I've interviewed hundreds now, they, they will tell you and they will tell me that 95% of our very best and most loyal customers come from either a referral or a a network of influence. We met them or someone that we trust, trusts us enough to recommend to their person or their colleague or their coworker that they should do business with you and me. So the solution is to just get out and just become visible. Visibility, visibility, visibility through service before self and amazing things will happen. It can't just be about you, and it can't just be about me. It has to be about about us. It has to be about the world. And you know, we've all, we've almost gone full circle, Pat. Because when I was in space, I teared up my my spacesuit. You know, you can click. You can go to YouTube. I've got a fifteen minute documentary video of my four and a half hour sortie up into the edge of space. And you can see on my video, I took a camera inside the cockpit. You can see the curvature of the earth. I teared up a few times where my space helmet fogged up and I'm like, this isn't going well (laughs) because I was so overwhelmed by the reality that we're here for each other, that our country is so divided because of who we voted for, for president of the United States. At some point we've got to let go and get on with it. We're all Americans. And once we start having that attitude we're here for each other, it's amazing how we start finding entrepreneurial ideas that will actually make us a fortune. It's amazing how when we find a niche and we fill that niche, we can make a huge amount of money, which now gives us a right to give back, start our own charity, or at least get involved in other charitable organizations, which perpetuates my theory. Yeah, service before self, give, 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 then take, give, 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 then sell. Mm -hmm. i hope i'm making sense brother because uh your your friendship means so much to me you've set such a great example for me and my family i love you for that brother i'm I'm sure your listeners are so loyal to you because of what you teach but more importantly how you live what you teach so thanks for having me on bro well
0: thank you dan we appreciate you so much again danclark.com check out his stuff there i mean so much that we didn't even touch on that you've experience. And I can't wait till we talk again, Dan. Have me back, man. Have me back. Come on, baby. (laughs) We'll make it work for sure, Dan. Hey, thank you so much for your time, Dan. I appreciate you. Thank you for the inspiration. And I look forward to uh, hearing how other people who are listening to this right now become inspired by you in the future. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you so much. You have a great day. And my best to your Jessica, who sets this up because I told her I was going to spend 30 minutes getting her a raise. (laughs) I didn't do that. So it's never too late. You have a
0: good day, brother. Jessica is amazing. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you. Thanks, man. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dan Clark. Again, Dan, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your experience and sharing everything with us today. You can find Dan once again at danclark.com. And what's really cool is that he and I now have a friendship. And we have talked about, I mean, after we hit record, we talked about how we might get together, how we might get our families together. And he, I found out, is is very much an, an amazing family man too. And that's really inspiring uh, inspiring to me too. That's why I really connect with people like Michael Hyatt. And, and now I have Dan Clark to be there as an example, as a good father figure uh, throughout an amazing business career. That's, that's what I want to emulate. So thank you, Dan. I appreciate you. Because if you want to get the links and everything we mentioned in this episode, links to Dan's books and all those kinds of things, uh, just head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 276. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 276. And again, I'm just super thankful that you've taken the time to listen in today. Let me know what you think in the comments section at the same link. And guys, I cannot wait to share with you what's coming up in August here in 2017. We got a lot of great, uh, I'm looking at the editorial calendar now, We have a lot of great content coming your way, guys. We have some uh, previous guests who are coming back to talk a little bit deeper about things that you guys were interested in. We also have some brand new guests on the show. We also have some students on the show. Not students who have taken my courses, but students who are going through their own battles in the business journey that they're in right now. And I'm gonna be coaching them through some processes. And you're gonna be in there sitting in on those coaching calls. And uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, Cannot wait to share those with you. And until then, uh, keep rocking it, guys. Hope you're enjoying your summer. And um, just super thankful for you. Appreciate you. Take care. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.